Welcome to Mike Ferry Strategies, the official MFO podcast. Hear from Mike Ferry himself, or maybe one of his speakers, possibly one of his top coaches, and even top producers from around North America. Agents, each week you will learn how to increase your production to develop a successful mindset, make more money, and get the most out of the Mike Ferry sales system. This podcast is your portal to expert real estate training, helping you become a top producing agent. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody who's playing a role in this thing and just tuning into our podcast and to the vault and all those things. Um, you know, Tony Smith here with you again, but we are excited about this MFO Superstar series. This is uh, probably one of the most fun things I can do uh, is to talk to some of the best around the world. And today it's really an event because we have Mr. Mark McKenna with us, who's been a long time high producer. And thank you for spending some time with us today, Mark. Hey, Tony. Thanks for having us. It's always great to uh, be a part of a Mike Ferry episode uh, any bit. I, I've been here for 21 years, so I'm a loyal one. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit. Tell everybody that maybe doesn't know you a little bit about who you are, where you work, what you do. So uh, my office is located in South Jersey. Uh, we're right outside. We're between Philadelphia and Atlantic City. Uh, we have a, a family-owned business. We are in. Uh, we were just in our 44th year as an independent, and we just uh, came on with a brand. I'm not going to go brand specific here. I'll keep it kind of vague. And uh, I have uh, been selling real estate now for 31 years. Uh, I was kind of plateauing for a while, and I needed to build a team. And I heard about Mike Ferry, and I think it was 99 or 2000 actually. And uh, I called up and they set me up with uh, someone who specializes in building teams. And I was a little ahead of the curve and, uh, you know, got better and better, did more volume, lasted through the uh, recession in 2008 through 2011. And uh, as of this year, I always ran a group of like 12 or 13. I was always a little uh, heavy on the admin side and less agents. And now we're scaling everything for this year. We went from uh, a total of 12 to 27 in the last three and a half months. So we're, we're trying to grow this thing. Uh, so, you know, we can get to some crazy numbers. I think that's, you know, well, trying to grow it, you're growing it. Boy, that's a, that's we, a, that's a nice from 12 to 27 in, in a short window. Wow. Yeah. It's um it's been a little different hat for me to wear in our in our years of uh, being independent, we've never went out and aggressively went after agents. Everything just kind of happened organically. Mm -hmm. And people just come to us and say, hey, I think I want to come work for it. And I'd be like, great. And then, so now it's a lot more strategic in how we do things. And, um, you know, the, the sky's the limit from here on out, in my opinion. Yeah. What's fun about this is this, I, I, I knew it was coming. I knew this was just going to be a hardcore straight up business conversation, mm -hmm. which, you know, in the real estate world, don't have that very often. So it's always great to, to have that. And that's what I was just expecting in this, in this space to now. So what do you think? Um, well, first of all, what's your production goal now with this big leap in, in, in a team, what's your production goal for this year? Well, last year we were 347. Our average sale price is about 350. Mm -hmm. So we were at 126 million. Uh, this year we're probably sh we're shooting in that 455 to 460 range. I think it'll be higher because we set those goals prior to another eight or ten. 
I'm I'm hoping we should be well over five going into next year. Five hundred with like 180 million would would be the goal. Um, yeah. You know, we've always been a high volume shop, but I think this year we'll turn a couple of heads that like, wow, what are these guys doing? Yeah, yeah, no. So you could see yourself passing through that 500 number. And when you mentioned scaling it out, which, uh, you know, in, in business, we like to hear those. If you're choosing to scale something out, mm-hmm. it, it makes a lot of sense, right? So um, give us some ideas. You know, uh, there's a lot of people out there that are, that are in the middle of growing a team that are superstars. A lot of people have their eye on this idea. Um, from your journey down this road, what are a couple pieces of advice you'd give us all if you're thinking about building a team? Well, one of the things that I would think is, you know, people start a team too early, in my opinion. I, I just, they almost start a team because they don't want to work super hard. They'd rather have people underneath them. Damn. So I, I think you need to, you need to demand a little respect uh, as an, as a strong agent before you just get there. I think that's super important. Um, and, you know, what, what I mean, if you're doing in that 50 to 60 transactions, a year, that's when you say, all right, let's really start to ramp this up because my level of quality, my service is going to diminish as I try to do too much. So, and I always say it's important that bringing in staff before you bring in agents because you can't bring in agents and no one knows what they're doing in the back office. So, you know, hiring that first assistant is great. If I had to do it all over again, I would probably, my second hire would have been an ISA. I think that's uh, that's something I waited way too long on. And I could see the difference in the amount of leads that we're able to uh, stay on top of on a daily basis. So I would say like, you know, assistant slash transaction coordinator, right to an ISA. And then you, you know, you're filling in your buyer's agents as you go along. Then you're going listing coordinator uh, and then you'll fill in some more pieces. Like uh, we now have a you know full-time social media director. Uh, we have someone who's head of training. And when you do all these things, everybody has to know their roles. That's real important. You know, develop a flow chart. Make sure there is a chain of command. They're the kind of things, you know, because some of my agents call me and ask me a question. I'm like, that's not for me. And, you know, then they just want to like lean on me for everything. I'm like, no, that's, you know, and that kind of, you know, I don't want to sound like arrogant, but my job is to be on the phone and to generate inventory in the toughest, you know, market I've ever seen on trying to get inventory. So you got to be dialed in. And when you get a, like a silly question that you shouldn't even be answering, like you're like, oh, you know, you know, you drives you nuts because yeah. your prospecting time is it's money time. You know, you know- in, in about five minutes, I'll bet there's a, a fair amount of listeners and people that tune into these things that are going, oh, I need to draw a line through my original, my original plan. You said so much in there, you know, you know, get your feet wet, get around the block a little bit before you start throwing bodies at the wall, right? Uh, get this thing going in a way that you, you've got some uh, credibility in terms of listing property, have everybody in their roles, right? Um, you know, staff before you start piling agents, that's almost every one of those things you said is so counter of what the world is talking about with team building today, which is so great, right? I mean, I mean, think about it. If you open a restaurant and you go out and all these customers, no one in the back, you know, instead of doing anything or cook food, you're going to fail. Yeah. I mean, it's the same 
when you get all these, if, you, if your back, you're only as strong as your back office. So that's, and you always have to take a step back to go forward because payroll is, you got to pay people, right? Mm-hmm. You know, your checks are big. Yeah. You know, they see, and if you're not paying people right and doing the right things, and I think it's more important to compensate your back office stronger, mm-hmm. okay, than it is your agents. And that's another huge mistake that I see is that agents usually pay their buyer's agents entirely too much. Okay. Okay. This is like, I'll say, what do you pay your buyer agent? Well, they keep 60%. I'm like, okay. So you're, they're keeping 60%. You're providing them with leads. I don't care how you're doing it. Some people are paying for things on Zillow or whatever. I said, if you're doing that, you're losing money. You don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what do you mean? And then I break it down. And I go, oh, you're right. Like, they, because they don't treat it like a business. Well, he's a good friend of mine. I don't, I mean, great. You could still go out to dinner, but if you're going to run it like a business, it needs to be structured in a certain way for you to be profitable at the end of the day. Yeah. Awesome. yeah, this is great. And the other thing that you said in there that just hit me that I know it, I can hear Mike Ferry in the ear is, you know, you have to make a decision what you're trying to do. And you're still you still understand that your job is you're not trying to work yourself out of a job where you sit around and collect checks. And your job is to go and generate listings. I, You know, I'm a little old school in my thought process. I will tell you this: it, I work harder than anybody on my team. And I do that intentionally. Mm-hmm. Because you're, if you're not working hard uh, to an extent, you're not going to show value to them and, and, and set the work ethic for the rest of the group. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, un, like my, my schedule is pretty tight. Like I come in at 8, 8, 15 every day. I'm in, I get set up. I do my prospecting Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm usually here till anywhere between 7.30 to 10. Sometimes I'm here till 10 o'clock at night. I just mm-hmm. get work done. So my staff comes in, my desk is cleaned off. I know what I'm doing in the morning, everything's set. My staff knows what they're doing. Their files are on their desk. I try to um, try to take a lighter night Wednesday if I can. I have a deal with my wife. I have to be home at five o'clock on Fridays. Mm-hmm. If not, I'll be out the door soon to 30, 30 <laughs> years of that. So, And over the last 18 months, I've tried to loosen up my weekends more because I finally, after a, a long time, realized I had to just give all the buyers away in the office to my agents on my team. Because I, you know, you don't even realize it when you do that. And you're competing against your own people in your office. Yeah. You, you give them, you let them take all the buyers. Mm-hmm. Okay. You sit down, you do your buyer consult, you make that person still feel very special that you're involved. You let them run. I don't care if it's 2 million or 200,000. You let them take the buyer. They're out there selling. They, they feel, you know, really good that you're confident enough to give them strong referrals. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I never like, you know, my coach, Larry Kozak, who I absolutely love. He's the best. You know, I, I didn't realize how much time I was losing on the listing side of things and running scatterbrained all day because, you know, I was still closing 45, 50 buyer deals a year up till wow. two years. Yeah, my production individually was 150, 160. Mm-hmm. It's finally the last two years. My team is actually doing more than I am. 
So I, cause you can only do so much in my opinion until. Yeah. So, so that's kind of, that's kind of my thought process on, you know, working, you know, schedule and kind of, if you're, if you're that agent who is really, you know, heavy on you're a great listing agent and that's where you shine mm -hmm. you gotta give up and just you know if you're still working with buyers give up on it i mean that's that's some of anything i can think of in the last 18 months that i've done that's probably one of the best things well bless you because i can only imagine when you talk about your personal production and that um, you know doing 30 40 50 buyer transactions within it i can only imagine we were just talking about work ethic that's that's over the top because I know what's involved with that. You virtually had, uh, you know, weekends tied up, evenings, all this stuff. You were you were really turning in the time. So just by handing those buyers to now you've got competent team members and being able to hand all the buyers off, you've relieved some of that strain on you know working till eight o'clock at night and Saturday and Sunday and all those other things. Yeah. Well, yeah. When I first started doing it, my wife's like, "What are you doing home?" I'm like, "Why is your boyfriend coming over? What are, what are you telling me about? Like, what's going on here?" It's like, no, I, so, you know, it's, it's nice. It's, it actually, I'm more, you know, my, my thought process is a lot better during the week. Mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, I'm better on listing appointments. I'm a lot more in tune. Uh, I'm not, I don't, you know, cause I didn't have 8,000 thoughts going through my head. So I'm in there, I'm focused on getting the listing. And I'm, I'm spot on. Right? I mean, that's money time. You better be spot on. Yeah, for sure. How do you, what, where does your business, like what, where, how does your business break down in terms of finding these listings? What is it broken down into? Well, I'm probably about 75% center of influence. Okay. Yep. I, mean, my, I have a past client database of 6,000 people. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I've tried really hard over the last 20 years to be a big part of my community. Okay. Uh, you know, so I think that people know what we do. Um, you know, we do it tastefully. Um, so we're always trying to be involved in different fundraisers and helping people out. And, you know, uh, if, you know, good part of, you know, you have all just different churches, school systems, donating to the schools. So you really just got to be in tune. So people, when people think real estate in your area, they're coming to you. Mm -hmm. So well, my center of influence and uh, past clients have been very, very good to me. And I go out of my way. I mean, they can call me 10 years later. I mean, I, I laugh. My wife's like, that's all you do is give referrals to other people. I, I need a carpet guy. I need a painter. I need this. I need that. No one shows up. And my guys who, you know, my, all my contractors, they, they know if it's one of my clients, they're going to service them right. Because if not, you're off the list, our preferred vendor list. And that's, I keep those guys busy all year long. Wow. You know? So it's important to have that, that network all around. And, you know, one of the best things that I hear uh, is when I, when I list the house and we get it ready and they're like, this guy was great. This guy was great. All your people that you sent out were top notch. And I said, thank you. And it's important because if they're not, then they go away. Wow. So Mike for a hundred years has told us all, you know, to have uh, become that resource, mm -hmm. become the resource that your clients, you, the people, your center of influence, they go, I got to call Mark, right? Mark's got the answers for this. If there's something broken in my house, call Mark. He knows what it is. That's part and, of the job. You know, and that's actually, you don't even realize it, but that's a reverse prospecting call. Mm -hmm. They're calling you, asking you for information. The dialogue gets going. They like you. You have, 
And like, yeah, you know, I was like, I'm looking for some inventory. You know anybody? It's tight. Oh my God. So-and-so, my neighbor's getting divorced. Oh, I'm coy. I'm like, okay, great. Whatever it may be. Actually, Monica Reynolds was my uh, coach for the first like six, seven years. And the the best bit of advice I ever got was, you know, 50% of your database is unhappily married. So you better stay in touch with them. (laughs) I still, to this day, remember her saying I said, Monica, you're funny. She's like, that's the truth. They're the numbers. <laughs> I've never heard that before. It's actually, yeah. that's so true, right? So you better stay in touch because they're not, uh, there's going to be something going on in their world, right? It's always the same. The first two weeks of January, everybody, they tell, I'm, we're getting divorced. I'm out of here. I can't take this family for another holiday. Get me out of here. And I get like five or six of them every January. Wow. It's, it's something. So really the majority of your business over the years is be, you've become this resource. And so most of the work you do is with, with your center of influence, past clients. Yeah. And we, you know, we're involved in some other services. Like I don't like to, I, I mean, I was doing some stuff to keep my agents happy, buying some leads through Zillow. Um, and, you know, some people that's like a naughty word, uh, but you know, they Zillow came to us and they wanted to be part of what we call the flex program. Mm-hmm. So, and we, we've taken that on. It's actually been a pretty good source, but going back to our original comment, the only reason why we got the account is because our back office is so strong. So they knew we knew our metrics and we what we were talking about. And, you know, we put on a little dog and pony show for them and, you know, they, they saw, you know, you gotta, you know, Mike says it all the time. Yeah. You gotta know your numbers. Mm-hmm. It's just simple. When you you know, and, and little, like, you always have to be on. I mean, you're, you don't even realize it, but you're being interviewed every second of your life when you're in real estate. Yep. Okay. You're at a party, you throw like three statistics out and they're like, wow, that guy's really sharp. Right. Meanwhile, I got like four drinks of me and making half of it up. But, <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's how you have to be. You're always getting interviewed. And yeah, it's, it's, that's a difficult part though. I will tell you that. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. being on all the time. Oh God, it's exhausting. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, you know, my kids are older now, but growing up and they're playing sports and I'm on the sideline. I'm trying to find the guys talking to me about the house and I want to like punch them in the nose and I got to, okay, it'd be nice to, them. but it's a fine line. And you, you, you know, it's just, people are so intrigued anymore. It's worse now than ever mm-hmm. housing. They just think it is the coolest thing ever. And the TV shows have really glamorized our profession. So, you know, they always go, you know, I think I would be good at that. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Just well, come on over. We'll, hire. <laughs> well, it comes with the territory. 500, 500, you know, pushing through the 500 transaction market, you know, being on all the time. I think it's worth it, right? The it other is. side is you you have, you have you are in a marketplace. Like, uh, describe your marketplace and describe price point and those th- things. Where, where do you cover? So uh, we're in Burlington, Camden, and Gloucester County, uh, which is kind of hugs the Delaware River side of we're outside of Philadelphia. Uh, I do do some stuff down the Jersey Shore, like the Ocean Cities, uh, Margate, Ventnor, which are all near Atlantic City. So we go down there. I'll probably sell 10, 12 houses a year down there. So um, I, some of my, you know, we'll go a little further now with the technology, but our bread and butter is Burlington, Camden, and Gloucester County. Okay. So there's plenty, there's plenty of business there. I mean, if you're, you know, it, our average sale price, like I said, is 350. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll sell, 
my average clientele is probably more like 550 to six. Mm-hmm. Uh, over time, everybody builds up. I'll probably put, you know, five to seven houses over a million under contract a year. Mm-hmm. And then we got a lot of sevens, eights, and nines. Our inventory levels are at a one day supply right now. Wow. Yeah, we do. There's a lot of off market stuff happening. Uh, we're always a little behind in the East Coast. So our, our shortage gets worse and worse every day here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see a large influx of people from New York and North Jersey. New York is the people are just really bailing out of there um, over as the cities get, you know, a little bit more dangerous and dangerous every year. You know, it's funny, COVID had a funny effect on us because it was the hot, sexy thing to do all the way up through March 16th of 2020 to, or to move into the city. Uh, and it stopped on a dime. Uh, now, you know, now everybody wants to be back in the suburbs. And so with, with this type of technology, Zoom, and more people working from their homes, they don't have to go in the city five days a week. Yeah. They'll drive in one day a week for a meeting if they have to or whatever. But that's really helped our market quite a bit. You know, because we get some rural, you know, people think of New Jersey like the opening scene of Sopranos. That's, that's not us. You know, we're, we're in the, the Pine Barrens. You know, we have a lot of lakes, beautiful areas. You're 45 minutes from the beach. You're 30 minutes from Philly. Uh, you're an hour and a half from New York. And you're an hour and a half from Baltimore. So it's, it's a pretty convenient spot to be at. So. Oh, sounds like it. Sounds like it. But we're not talking about multi-million dollar stuff like they talk on East and West Coast a lot either. So you're you're dealing, you, ha- you have to deal with some volume with the team, right? Correct. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, we'll still do the 250 sales in there, you know, 180 condos. You know, that's, that's it's business that you get, you know, referral after referral and you just keep doing that. And uh, But, you know, with the good comes comes the you know harder work deals and it's just part of the business we have no problem you know we i look at every year our price point increases by twenty five thousand. Mm-hmm. so if you're doing a couple hundred transactions if you're doing 100 transactions and it goes up twenty five thousand. if you're doing 500 transactions it goes up twenty five thousand. that's a big number it's a big number do the math on that one big so, number yeah. yeah. And you've actually, you know, you've been through this, you've seen the market, you, you, you were here, or hanging around here, like you said, you were around here in eight, nine, 10, 11. And, and here we are today, because this has been a, a 40 plus year family business, right? It's been around mm-hmm. for a long time. In that regard to cycles and building a team and all those things, what advice would you have for, for anyone that's thinking longer term this way? Uh, save your money. Okay. We are in fantasy land. <laughs> so uh, I say it every day. I, I laugh at new agents if they get a listing and it's not sold in eight days. They're like, I don't know what's wrong. It's a house didn't sell. I'm like, okay. <laughs> half the people don't even know what the term price reduction is. Right. So just save your money. Uh, things will change. It's a different animal because there's so much equity in homes right now. Mm-hmm. It's not like it was in 2007, eight, nine. So I don't think we're going to see the the crash that we saw before, right? I could be wrong. Who knows? But um, you know, it, it's it's definitely not a sprint. This thing, it's it's a marathon. Go slow, uh, not too slow, but keep moving. And you're not going to build something powerful overnight. Okay. Yeah. 
it's, you know, I tell, I tell my new agents that come in, if you can make it through five to six years and you got one downturn in there and you make it, yeah. you're going to be a winner. Okay. Cause usually after the downturn when during the downturn, I'll go to dinner and most of the waiters and waitresses are like, Hey Mark. And I'm like, Hey, uh, Jim from Weikert or whoever, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, and I'm like, you know, like, ah, you know, and then they say, ah, I got a real job. I'm like, oh, I guess I got a fake job, but I don't know. I like my fake job. <laughs> Follow me around yeah. with my fake job for a while and see if it feels like work. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I, love, ah, I got a real job. Yeah. Okay. That's funny. Yeah. So, so that's, that's kind of, I, you know, just, it's just, a, it's like Groundhog's Day, the movie, like yeah. it's just repetitive. And I, and I, Larry and I laugh. Uh, I go, Larry, do you realize we talk about the same stuff every every week in different ways? And I love it. Yeah. Okay. Because it's repetition. Like there, there's no new objections. Right. Like it's all the same stuff. It's about who can handle the grind mentally and showing up every day to work mm-hmm. and doing it. Like it's, you know, it's every day, same stuff. You know, people say, oh, I want more than that. And, you know, you're working for the buyer, not the seller. Like, I'm like, oh my God. So, but I was going to ask you about that. You know, for 20, you've been like, you met Mike Ferry, gosh, been 20 some years ago, right? That you started really getting involved with Mike. Correct. And, Correct. you know, after 20 years, it's, it's, it's always fascinating because I'm one of those people too, that after 20 years, what, why? Why stick, you know, you show up and you're being coached for 20 years. Why? Well, you know, when you're, when you're a high producing agent, no one really keeps you in check. Like your level of accountability, like your assistant's not that strong of a personality. Mm-hmm. I need to have some, like Larry does a good job. Where are we at in your numbers? What's going on? What's our, like, you know, our goals are weekly. Mm-hmm. And when I have a bad week and I, and I got a call with Larry, I'm like, Ooh, I feel like I'm like the teacher's going to, like give me a hard time. So, you know, you don't, I, when you're, when you're a competitive person, you don't like to let people down. You always want to win. So, and you want to, you want to be better and better every time you want to continue to grow and better yourself. So I think that's one of the things that I kind of take out of those calls. And then sometimes if I have an agent who's kind of struggling a little bit, I'll email Larry and say, Hey, listen, I'm going to put someone else in the call. Can you can you just work on a couple of things? They might might rejuvenate them. He's a high energy guy, you know. He's like, and and they're like, and they'll come. They're like, oh my god, that was great. I'm like, oh yeah. I mean, he like, you know, you need you need some different pep talks from other people because, you know, I, after a while, I guess they get tired from hearing from me. Yeah. And I'm kind of to the point. I'm a major driver personality, mm-hmm. so. But I think that that's super important and really just, you know, I'm a, I'm a sports guy. I've always been an athlete in my college career and you got to equate it to sports. Like if you don't train to be good, you're not going to win. It's the same thing in, in real estate and sales. Mm-hmm. You got to train every day. You got to practice, you know, you got to make sure you're on the right schedule to succeed. And if you don't, you're going to, you're going to fail. You might have a good year here and there. And, you know, half of it's by luck and you don't even realize it, but you get something that's duplicatable like we have. 
it just gets bigger and bigger. It's like a giant snowball. So, so. great. You know, I think about what you said. I think about, uh, you know, as you're doing high volumes of production, you got to have somebody that keeps you in check. Yeah. Like just that statement alone, you know, after the, you know, the big producers that we see on a billboard somewhere, they wouldn't have that conversation in a million years that they understand they need to be kept in check. Right. And, and just the, that's the, that's the hard, true business mindset that you have, which is, is just phenomenal. It's phenomenal yeah. to me. Right. And, you know, in the same token, like Larry and I talk about, like, I never talk dollars and cents. Like, you know, I'm just programmed. Like, I don't know any better. I come in, work if i come in at 9 30 9 45 i feel like like i'm so behind yeah you know, i gotta have my desk has to be the right way everything gets together like if i'm really feel scrambled i'll stay as late as i can to make sure everything's perfect so when i come in the morning i'm ready to rock and roll so excellent Excellent. Well, you know, I've said this on virtually all these superstar uh, podcasts this time that I get to spend because I love this. We could spend the rest of the week together and, and enjoy every second of it. Um, in, in parting, is there any advice that you'd give anybody that's, that's tuning in as a longtime Mike Ferry agent and, and the production levels you're doing? What's that, that? What's that one nugget that you want to leave everybody with? You know, I, I, it's, all, it's, it's not a real complicated job. It's, it, it's not hard. It's just not easy. So, um, you know, just do show up on time, make sure you're dressed right, treat people fairly and ask questions and you're going to get wins. That's what I tell all my agents. There's, it's not, there's not too much to it. you remember this, your competition is not that sharp. Okay. And I hear agents complain in my office, how dumb everybody is out there. And I say, if they were as smart as we were, we would do less business. Okay, so get the job done, finish the other side of the transaction, we'll see who's the brains in the operation, and you'll turn their client into a referral source for yourself. Straight up, straight up business stuff. You know, it's fun. Larry, when I asked Larry, I said, hey, Larry, I want to do a few of these interviews. And and I said, "Uh, you coach a lot of high powered agents. Uh, Tell me a little bit about who you have. He goes, yep, it's Mark. Right. It was that fast, just like that. Right. So, well, Mark, thank you. Thanks for taking some time out of your day. Thanks for spending it with me. me. uh, Man, I appreciate what you've done and the message you've shared. All right. That's great. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. All right. We'll see you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Join us next Friday for another episode of Mike Ferry Strategies. If you like our show, visit our website at www.mikeferry.com. And don't forget to check out the Mike Ferry TV podcast every Monday for new messages from Mike Ferry himself.